Let's go. Where A Marie at? Where is A Marie? Huh. We. The song was originally just an interlude. And obviously decided to make it a whole song. Man. See them thighs walking down the street. I was like, hey, Marie. Hey, baby. If you remember the video, for some reason, Carl Thomas is just in the video for like four seconds. What's happening, y'all? What up? We. Hey. I told y'all, man. I, I told y'all I was serious about coming back like this. Like, you know. David Ashley podcast episode. I don't know what episode this is, man. If I had to guess, I would say it's probably episode 67 or between 67 and 70. I was going through them the other day and um, I don't know, it's a lot of, man, I talked a lot of shit on a lot of episodes and I'm just not sure what I said on which one, you know, because I got, I got loose, I got loose mouthed on, on a couple of those. And I don't know. I might release one, a new one here, there, you know. So, you know, if, if you F with the show, um, you know, check with us. Yo, listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Uh, first of all, welcome. Happy Wednesday to you. Um, hopefully I can be a part of your Wednesday podcast listening experience. Um, or or sometime this week. Um, I... I got real musical today. I'm just going to play you a few songs. Uh, you know what I listened to today. I heard uh, John Legend on the podcast Smartless with uh, Jason Bateman, Sean. What's Sean's last name? Sean from, um, uh, what's that TV show? Where it was one woman and two gay dudes. Ah, shit. Deborah Messing. What was that? It's a very popular show. I just forgot. But anyway, it's uh, Jason Bateman, Will Arnett who's the voice of, you know, Reese's Pieces and GMC and, you know, used to be married to Amy Poehler. Anyway, it's a really good podcast. If you listen to podcasts, that's a really good podcast. Um, the ones, the episodes where I don't know the guests are a little tougher for me because, you know, you know, it's like when people got a whole bunch of inside jokes and, and I, you know, I can't reference any of the music or the or the things that that person has been in. It's like, all right, it ain't really much in there for me. But sometimes the banter is enough. Uh, those guys go at each other, man. It's pretty good. So um, what else we got today? Oh, anyway, they had John Legend on today. Ooh. Ooh. They had John. They had Jonathan Demetrius Legend on today. And listen, man. John Legend reminds me of I okay so get lifted 
yeah, Get Lifted was. I used to oh god, I used to listen to that album in its entirety when it came through. Ordinary People. That was one of those joints, man. Along with like "You Don't Know My Name" by Alicia Keys, "There Goes My Baby" by Usher, that I heard, you know, when I used to listen to the radio a lot. That you know, when when we didn't have these songs on demand, one of those songs you just waited for it to come on the radio. Where you know, ten years early, I'd be taping it off of the radio, and um, yeah, that "Give Lifted John" uh, John Legend album is special. Um, but I'm going to play you my favorite John Legend song. And again, we ain't going to go through whole songs here. Uh, John Legend got a new album out, by the way. Um, but I'm going to play you my favorite John Legend song. Oh my God. Um, now first I'm, I'm going to play you this whole interlude, this whole, and the interlude is going to go into the song. I just think this interlude is amazing. Um, check it out. Wait a minute. <laughs> On the fade out, I turned the radio all the way down and then I didn't bring it back up. Yo, what's happening, man? Man, what is it? The CEO of Bed Bath and Beyond killed itself. God rest the God rest and God bless the dead. Man, you know, I used to look at suicide as I don't want to trigger anybody, so I'm not gonna talk about this long, but you know, growing up, we used to say, oh, man, anybody kill yourself, is, you know, you're going to hell. But, you know, once you get older and get a little bit more sympathy and empathy, you realize, yo, stuff people, people really go through some stuff, man, you know? And there are different levels of how people handle it. So, you know, just try to have compassion for, for people out there like that. Um, let's see, what else we got? What else we got? Oh, so there's a video. That has resurfaced. That word is going to haunt people for the next, you know, how many ever years of Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears. It's a sketch that they did where a guy was clearly, you know, playing a pervert and Tiffany Haddish played it as his, as if it was her child. And she said, Hey, could you come watch, you know, to her uncle, could you come watch my kid? And I think the major fault in, in the sketch. So anyway, people are apparently this, not apparently Aerie Spears was made to be some, some pervert in, in the video. That's what, that's what the purpose of the video was the sketch. And apparently this was 10, 11 years ago. And they're catching back backlash now, you know, where they have to release statements because the older sister of the younger kid that they used is filing a lawsuit and uh, suing Tiffany Haddish and, you know, and Ari Spears. And it's like, at some point in time, we have to talk about context. I think context has been leaving us ever since they start letting everybody on Facebook, right? Because then we started being inundated with, with just opinions and takes and, and then Twitter, right? The next year, I think they let everybody on um, Facebook in 2008 and then 2009, Twitter comes in and 
you know, everybody's flooding in and uh, with their own opinions about any and everything, which is fine. But in the mix, we lost context. Now, I think the fault of the video, again, in hindsight, um, along with it being, you know, in poor taste, but that's, you know, it, the kid was in his underwear, I think, for emphasis. And when you look at that now, yeah, and it's cringeworthy, but you got to, the context is, one, Tiffany Haddish is nobody. So people are acting as if, oh, she's a celebrity. She should know better. Tiffany Haddish, it was 10 years ago. You didn't know Tiffany Haddish's name till four years ago. You know? And you definitely didn't know it 10 years ago. Um, I didn't. Um, also, Ari Spears, okay, was on Mad TV for seven, eight years. Mad TV was like an amped up version of SNL. It was Fox's version of SNL. It was on, on the air for about 10 or 15 years, uh, for those of you who don't remember. Uh, and that's the kind of shit, that's where Kim Peel comes from. That's the kind of shit that they were doing on on, on, um, uh, on Mad TV. And of course, they weren't using real children, but they were going, they were pushing the envelope. They were pushing it to the limit to see, you know, what they could do, you know, for laughs, for funny sake. And while, yes, I do, you know, I wouldn't have let my kid be in his draws and no video like that. But again, this is 10 years ago. We're trying to relitigate everything with today's eyes. And and that's not the same all the time. I can understand if it's a person in power, you know, who's been, you know, who's in charge of black folks or people who, you know, or minorities or people who don't have as much, right? People who are less than. And, you know, this person, this politician is, you know, expressing disdain for a race of people, Right. I understand stuff like that because then we have to check it. But two people in a unfunny video who were trying to be funny 10 years ago. It's like, come on, guys. Like, let's let's relax. Let's relax a little bit. So I'm going to play you my favorite John Legend song. But at first, I'm going to go in with the. Um... So he has a song called Maxine on, on there. But this this interlude is called Maxine's interlude and uh oh man then it's gonna go right into uh my favorite John Legend song check it out wait we're gonna play it from the beginning all right here we go hey horns Thank you. 
She's naked again. We get wasted and I taste it. And I waste it again. I can't invite her again. Cause she moved from a lover to a fighter and I fight her again. Come on. So it's over. But I told her to come over. Come on, man. Come on, man. How many people been there? Come on, man. We get wasted and I taste it again. Oh, <laughs> that reminds me of this. Uh, what is it? It's a remix of a Lloyd song. Oh, no, no, no. It's the Deuces remix with Andre 3000 on it. And he says, he said, it's hard to, what'd he say? Oh, he said, it's hard to chunk up the Deuces because when you know it's juicy, you start to sound like Confucius while making up excuses. It's like you can make it. When, when it's good to you? Listen, man, we are dopamine fiends. All of us, right? Unless we tra train ourselves otherwise. Like, that's what we, you know, that's what, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to play you this video right quick from Instagram. And it, it expresses a thought that I've been trying to it expresses a thought that I've been trying to um, master or come to terms with. 
um, as far as, um, you know, happiness is concerned. I'm going to play it. It's about a minute long. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, it's fascinating. And it explains something, like, you know, it explains oftentimes why, why you can't, you know, why it's hard to let stuff go. And not just women, but, you know what I'm saying, not just sexual pleasures, but, you know, everything. So hold on, we'll play it right now. What do neuroscience, Buddhism, Taoism, and Stoicism all have in common? They all figured out that pleasure is not happiness. In Buddhism, it said that what keeps us suffering is the constant seeking of pleasures. And from a neurobiological perspective, this is true. Because what pleasure is, is, is dopamine. And all dopamine wants is more dopamine. It's the molecule of more. It is never content. Dopamine is a primary driver behind all of addiction. And so from a neurobiological perspective, seeking pleasure, it ends up not being about the pleasure itself, but mm. more about alleviating the suffering and pain mm. that exists in pleasure's absence. So what do we do about that? We need to retrain our brain and retrain ourselves to crave peace over pleasure, to find joy within challenge, and to find happiness within the process. The process of being alive. Hey. And find happiness in the process of being alive. Joy over pleasure. Right? So the thought that we need to, I forget what where that is in the Bible. It's, it's, it says, you know, we need to be content. Basically, essentially, just be content in whatever we're going through, you know. And then it names off a bunch of, you know, different circumstances in which you should you know, kind of learn. I've been content. I've, man, where is that? You know, anyway, I, I've forgive me. Um, it's all drained out of my head. Um, you know, and then the thought of being happy no matter your circumstances, that's just a hard, that's a hard one for me. And I, and I can imagine it's hard for most people, right? Because we are, you know, we're comfort creatures and change is hard, right? Especially when it comes to change, like you might be okay with change in your life, but changing yourself and your habits. Oh, that's one of the hardest things. It takes a Herculean effort and focus to um, first figure out your habits and then break away from them. Even though some of them are, you like what, what, you know, you like who you are with those habits. You like what those habits bring you, you know? Um, anyway, anyway, that's a fascinating, I'm going to, you know, that's one of those things that I'm going to look at. What science, Buddhism, Taoism. Hey, hey, stop. That I need to, um, oh, okay. I need to listen to more, man. Um, anyway, a little existential shizzle going on. Um, Let's see. Yeah, so that John Legend, man, listen. That is that was another again. So he has the song again on there that starts like this. Hold on. Somber. Makes you want to talk like this. <laughs> you know, the first time we did it, I wasn't too thrilled. Man. happen and I'll sing it. First time we ever got a chance to be alone, we knew it was wrong to do. 
Guess that's why I was drawn to you. What's wrong to do? Second time leads to the third, fifth, seventh time. I feel so alive. It won't last, but it's alright. Fleeting joy. Fleeting joy. Fading ecstasy. Here goes again. Sneaking fruit. Sneaking fruit from, from the, the forbidden tree. Sweet taste, of sin. sweet taste of sin. And what? And I'm doing it again. And I'm doing it again. I'll be there. Yes, I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. I said I'm fake playing. But he playing piano right now. I'm cold. If you give me a piano, you can't see my fingers. Oh, you think I was John Legend. Anyway, that's uh oh, so a funny story about this CD, about this album. I had the CD on bootleg. So whoever bootlegged it and gave it to me forgot a song off of there. He has a song with Mary J. Blige on there that to me feels foreign now because I've listened to this CD so many times, but without that song. So many times it comes on now, I get the screw face like, what? what? What song is this? And I'm like, David, you had the bootleg. This is why you buy albums. Sorry, John Legend. Sorry, Mary. Um, Yeah, man, this is my favorite John Legend. And this is one of these albums along with that um, Anthony Hamilton. Ooh along with that Anthony Hamilton that, um, you know, I just, with no skips, man, I just go straight through. Uh, what else was I listening to today? Ooh, I listened to that. Ooh. So I listened to, what did I listen to first? I listened to that PJ Morton album, man. Watch the sun. Listen here, man. And for those of you who don't know P.J. Morton, he's not, you know, he's mainstream in the way that, um, let's see, he's been the piano player for um, Maroon 5 for about 12 years, right? But he was a solo artist before that. And he is the son of Bishop um Paul Morton. Bishop Paul S. Morton, I think his name is. And Paul Morton was the presiding bishop over the uh what is it called? Full Gospel Fellowship. And you know, which was, you know, I went to that church. And now the I think Bishop Walker, who was the pastor of Mount Zion Church, is he was he is now the presiding bishop. So anyway, you know, once or twice a year Paul Morton would come <laughs> would come to to the church and man he had this song he he had this song called let it rain and man i bought that cd like three times man it came out in 02 oh god i haven't i haven't looked at this in so long man um so let me just play for you like how let it rain starts out so important people of god yo <laughs> to get into the very presence of god oh man jeez this one i was in it man 
I was in it. Nothing else matters now. I was in it. In fact, I, I want you to find yourself. I'm right? not going to preach to you. I just need you to move in this forward to a part and hopefully I can get it but hold on so we were we were listening to this like in the church and they were and the band was going it's you know 12,000 people in there just going up right and then we hear this and me me and my guy shout out to Dave uh, big day we was we was uh like we always we was in church together the whole crew when we sat together specifically when this part happened we looked at each other like nigga in the middle of church nigga oh come on That was his 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 uh, his purple rain tribute, you know, in the middle of the song, and it was just such a such a great moment. But man, Paul Morton be singing, man, that's a singing dude. So anyway, his son PJ Morton. Uh, the other night, I uh, there's a video on. Um, first of all, this current album he has out is phenomenal, but he's on tour now, and you know he has his album. And he was performing, I think, in D.C. And uh, Paul Morton came out on stage and they just singing back and forth. And I'm like, oh. And you could tell, like, P.J. Morton is on the, on the keys just getting amped. And, uh, oh, man, it was, a, it was a great, it was a great moment. So check that out, man. P.J. Morton, if you can, if you can, if, you know, if you just want a feel-good video. And uh, Paul Morton was on. I, I don't know what he was saying. It was probably helping his son sing, you know, some off the album, but it's like, man, uh, it was just, a, it was just a great moment. So, um, man, listen, that PJ Morton has, what is going on here? Oh, shoot. That PJ Morton has a song on there that just reminds me of a situation man, that I had. And man, when I heard the song, it was like, yo, I couldn't let go. The transitions on this album are seamless. But when I heard this song, I really could. I was just like, oh, this reminded me of a moment in time, man. So I'm going to play that for you right quick. And uh, I'm telling you, you listen to the song. He's got El Barge on here, Stevie Wonder, Nas, Wale. Um, he got Nas and Stevie Wonder on the same song. Um Anyway, I'm going to play this for you right quick. Hold on. Hey, 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 hey,
Now the radio used to talk you in. It's never as far. It's never been this bad. Hey, but I won't let it erase the memories of good times we've had. Mm-hmm. And even with everything. That we've been going through You never had to ask me I still choose you Oh girl Please don't walk away From my love But anyway, yeah, man, you should listen to that to that album. It's called Watch the Sun. And it's just, man, you're talking about R&B, just a great feel good, you know, situation, man. You should check that out. PJ Morton, Watch the Sun. So um, there is... Um, a let's see also in the group chat today um somebody posted uh, what luther song was that and it started this whole you know conversation about top five luther songs and um let's see so remind me to go back to that uh, remind me what am i talking about um i'm gonna go back to that <clears throat> let's see um what was the conversation? Oh, somebody posted Better Love. Oh, my God. Somebody posted Better Love. Hold on. Hey. Chris and Neek, who did this from Rockefeller, they did a, they did a, they did a cover of the song, not a cover, but they used this 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 beat. Um, so anyway, um, somebody was like, "Oh, you got this in your top five. and I gave my top five. I said, "Never too much." Don't you know that? So amazing, anyone who had a heart and better love. But I lied. I forgot all about um, Superstar long ago and all so far away. How, how would John Legend say, I fell. <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot about Superstar 
And oh shit, I forgot about until you come back to me. Ah, but that ain't my top five Luther song. But I forgot about Superstar and the house is not a home. What? Do 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 do. <laughs> man, Luther was just up there flexing. I was like, man, what are you what is you doing, dog? Um so anyway, yeah, that was a that was a fascinating little conversation right quick just to see somebody was in, in there that was like, oh man, I saw Luther 25 times. I was like, nigga, what? Nigga, how? Um, but I mean, listen, I saw Prince seven times in the span of five years. Right? So I get it. I get it. Uh next, I I'm gonna play you an excerpt from a podcast that I listened to. And um, it's and this is a married couple talking. And she said something in there and I I first heard it It was a few years ago when I heard it. But I recently listened to that episode again. And. I don't know, man, and I felt as angry this time. As when I heard it before. you know, considering regarding what the wife was requiring. Uh, Let me, I'll just play it for you. I'll play it for you. Hold on. And it was something that, um, hold on, I'll just play it for you. And keep it, keep in mind, it's probably about two, three minutes long. So just, just rock, rock with me or fast forward if you want to, but I think it's interesting. It's an interesting commentary on, um, I'm sorry, I was on the side of the mic. Um, interesting commentary on, on marriage and, and, and I don't know, and picking your battles and all of that. Check it out. And these are, by the way, these are two famous people, by the way, just for whatever reason, if you needed that context, check it out. No, you can't hear that because that is not out loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm playing this. It is playing to my headphones. I'm like, nigga, nobody can hear it. All right. Oh no. Oh no. No, play it. Don't do that. Nigga. Hold on. So check it out. Thing I think I ever did in your presence. I know exactly what it is. Now let's talk about the worst. The worst thing that I, I did not intend on in talking to you about this, but um, the worst thing I think I ever did in your presence. I know exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, so we have a long-standing issue with leaving the house on time. I think it's a very male-female normal thing. I'm not good at it. I'm admittedly not good at it. I'm, I'm, about 10 minutes I'm neurotic about uh-huh. being on time or early to places. Uh-huh. Yep, to yeah, to a fault. I think that's a waste. Uh-huh. And okay. you're late to a fault. So mm-hmm. this is a um, recipe for disaster. Yeah. Right. So now, so we're already, we're already seeing him say what was important to him and then it being shot down as it's a waste. And I think she's talking about the excessive, um, you know, the need to be super early all like, you know what I mean? And for me, and this is just me, I feel like that's in combat of, in defense of her not being good at being on time. This is just me, so I'm going to play it. It always rears its ugly head 
particularly when we go to the movies, because I like to get there with plenty of time to get mm-hmm. that popcorn and get my soda. And, and I all. don't see the point of my day when I have to get to a movie theater 25 minutes in advance Before and the sit in a light theater, especially since even during that 25 minutes when I've like just patronized you and been like, fine, we'll get there whatever time you want. And like, you won't let me go out and look at the movie posters because you're like, it's like, wait, wait, wait. again, I'm going to shoot down what you want. I'm going to shoot down what you like and what's important to you. Right. I'm going to dismiss it. It sounds dismissive to me. All right. It's about well, to normally start. we're late too. Probably more. I often can't have this that. conversation with you. Just tell okay. the story. So we were see, see, that that's the kind of shit that I me. And again, this is a married couple. Both people are successful. They've been married for years, so they have a system. And they, you know, this episode actually started out a little contentious, not a little, pretty contentious. You know, they were bickering, whatever, and you know, it ended off on on a great note. It was a great example of how you can kind of get through it and talk through it and get to a good place. But as I'm hearing this, I'm like, yo, what? Like for me on that moment, when she says, you know what? I can't talk about this with you. But it's just like, wait, why not? It just seems like, anyway, it seems like his needs. And listen, I don't know. I wasn't there. So it's a lot of shit that could have happened. But on the surface, what I'm listening to is like, what's happening um this was one of our worst uh times of leaving the house i was very pissed by the time we pulled out of the driveway and i was driving we were going to see never say never the, the justin, justin bieber documentary, documentary yes. i was seeing it for the second time because mm-hmm. i enjoyed it so much yes and i was driving um you know even faster than normal mm-hmm. to get there because i was afraid we were going to be late and i came flying around this corner at Argyle and something in Hollywood. And it's kind of a gentle right turn. I think it's probably a 15 mile an hour turn. Yeah. And Yucca. And I went through that turn at about 50 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. And there was a huge group of pigeons in the road. Mm -hmm. And in my life experience up to that point, you can't hit a pigeon. Even if you wanted to hit a pigeon, you can't hit them. They always get out of the way of your car. And, um, and this, on this occasion, they did not get out of the way. Mm-hmm. And you hit upwards of 20 oh, pigeons. No, no, it was many. like, it was the worst. <laughs> At the windshield. Oh my God. <laughs> even saying it now, I, I feel even worse than mm-hmm. I did then. Um, it was, it was brutal. It was, uh, it was a terrible, terrible thing. I lost my breath. And we were already fighting. So when that happened, I knew this is over. Like she may leave me over this. Um, it was, it was bad. Mm-hmm. It was really rough. It, it, we got, you're not it. exaggerating in that it, it sounded like running over like a, a, a long line of cones or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And we got yeah. to the movie theater and we were meeting friends there who had kids and we sat down. I wasn't speaking. Yeah. You were and not going to talk to me. I cried through the first third of Never say never. Yeah. Um, and I apologize like a hundred times. And I said, I don't want to speak to you right now. That's right. Uh, and my one regret. This is more a story about the, the power of that movie, right? Because, yeah, it really brought us out. Because well, we were, by the end of I, that movie, we were laughing and crying and cheering about Bieber. It yeah, really pulled us true. out of it, didn't that's it? That's true. Well, the one, my one regret is that I thought about right after we did it, 
uh, making you get out and check for signs of life. And I mm -hmm. didn't do that. And I'm very regretful even to this day because thinking one of those pigeons could have suffered <gasps> yeah. happiness versus suffering because of something that we did collectively. Mm -hmm. We did. Yes. I was 10 minutes late. I wasn't there. 25 minutes in advance right. to the arc light theater but you were speeding and yes, acting like a fucking crazy person mm -hmm. to try to get to the theater which yeah. i did not think was an okay expectation no, to have it was an uncalled for speed for sure yes yeah. and then we got i still i was so stunned as to what had just occurred in my life that i didn't have the wherewithal and this is a very very few moments do i regret where i didn't have the wherewithal to like find my moxie and say what i meant and what i wanted yeah but right after the documentary which which healed us a bit. We were yes. at least on speaking terms yes. when the movie ended. Well, because I realized I wasn't going to leave you over this. But what I was going to do is tell you we will drive, which I did. We are going to drive past. And make sure none of them need to be put out of their misery. And if they are, you are going to get out of the car and you are going to do it with your bare hands. Yeah. Nigga, what? Nigga, what? Wait. So, so wait a minute. I, you can dismiss the reason I'm in a mood. You can dismiss me wanting to get to the movies early because that's what I like to do. I'm going to hear shit for months if I leave without you. I just have to be subject to your tardiness and not do or say anything about it. And as a result, of course I'm going to be in the mood because why? Because you know, this pisses me off. Right? So now in the history of pigeons, listen, I've never hit a pigeon. Okay. I creamed a seagull on PCH one day about four years ago, but that, that nigga was, he, he was trying to follow after a crow in the street. And I couldn't stop because it was, you know, so peace and blessings to him and his fam. But his ass shouldn't have been out there. But a pigeon, I've still never hit a pigeon. So my whole history of driving and, and hitting pigeons is zero. Right? And then all of a sudden, so I'm just, I'm just setting the stage. And then I hit some pigeons. And and you... And you I'm sorry. Let me calm down. Let me calm down. And you, and you want me to, I, is this a white, like this is the whitest shit I've ever heard. And you want me to go back and see if any pigeons need to be put out of there. And then I got to do it with my bare hands. So you get to, see, this is one of those things that again, I'm working on that happy happy wife happy life oh it that it tears away at my soul each time i say it and it's and it's not because i don't want my wife or who you know i'm not married but you know it's not because i'm not going to try and make her you know relationship happy you can't make somebody truly happy but you know do things you know pleasant things for your significant other i'm not saying that but the term happy wife, happy life, just it feels like terrorism to me. You could be happy or you could be right. That's terror. Like, that's the thing in a relationship that I've, you know, since my last one, that I've been intentionally trying to grow in that area because I'm a, 
if you say something to me, it kind of has to make sense. And if it doesn't, I'm going to question it. But those kind of things can erode a, a, um, you know, a relationship. And I have to pick my brain because that's a that's a tick for me. Right. I, like that's really a tick for me. That's something that I. I'm not going to say I can't control it because I can, but it's something that's automatic for me. It's like if you I just think linearly like that and, and you know. So if you were to dismiss every part about that story, but then demand that I go back and do that, like for me, so anyway, I've just been learning that, hey, women are going to be women, men are going to be men. So either you acquiesce to what it takes to make a relationship work or don't be in a relationship or you're going to be bickering, like, you know, you know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm like, God, Lord knows I ain't trying to be in no constantly bickering relationship. Even if the bickering is because of some shit that I didn't make sense to me and I'm asking about it because you got to understand fellas, when, when you do that and when you press a woman like that, y'all already arguing on two different planes. So you're not going to meet in the middle most times. So she's going to be coming from, and listen, hear when I say this, ladies, I'm not trying to, you know, she's going to be coming from an emotional place. And you're going to be coming from either an emotional place or a logical place, whatever. But when you press her, her responses aren't going to line up for what you want to hear. Because by that time, it's already a confrontation. So if you're coming into something, you already know you're not going to get, you know, what you're looking for, <laughs> then you're you're setting yourself up. Because truth is, they're not going to change. You the fool. So you just got to wait for moments to really press on the situation. But I just, and I wonder, and th- by the way, this is Dax Shepard and Kristen Stewart. I'm sorry, Kristen, Kristen Bell from like Veronica Mars and House of Lies and Frozen movies and all of that. And Dax Shepard was from Punked and some other stuff, you know, um, Parenthood show on NBC. And, and I wonder in that moment was, I'm sorry, I'm spending so much time on this, but I really wanted to talk about it. Um, I, I wonder, was that him just understanding that that kind of thing was important to her? Right? Animals and all this other kind of stuff. And that's the reason that he's like, Oh yeah, you know, uh, it was kind of bad. But it's like, yo, we can overlook, we can dismiss the whole entire reason I had to speed in the first place. And I'm sorry, I'm still as angry about that thing as I was the first time I heard it four years ago. So that's on the Armchair Expert Podcast. You can listen to that whole episode. Um, That's actually the second episode of their podcast. Uh, where he had his wife on and they were just, you know, sitting and talking. And, um, man. And it's funny, like, when you listen to it, uh, well, not, I don't know, you may not even get that far into it, but there's a woman that he holds the podcast with that used to be their nanny and she's an actor. And now she's just a part of the family. And um, she works with them. But it's it's a, 
it's a fascinating relationship between them three. Like, it's fascinating. And, uh, yeah, I think it's more than meets the eye, but it's, it's, it's cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? It works for them. Anyway, and scene. I'm done with that part. Um, whew, man, pray for me, y'all. Because that would drive me crazy, man. Like, it really would. Um, let's see. We were going on that Luther. What, what did I say? Of course, man. What, what Luther song? Oh, the one with him and Gregory Hines. There's nothing better than love. Oh, wait. I'm going to talk, talk about one of my favorite. Oh, one of my favorite Luther joints, man. Um, Let's see. I'll check this out. Hey. Well, whoever on this base is thumping that one. I got your love. You need to look no further than Don't you know that I've my love You'll never need another than Do you know that Don't you know that I don't make no promises I can't keep And I promise myself that I love you forever how many times must I say that for you to understand? Oh, Lord, don't you know that I love you so? Baby, don't you know? I mean, you know, Never Too Much is my favorite Luther song, but this one, shit, this one might be the, this this one might be number two. What else did I have today? I had that, um, after that, Paul Martin, I listened to that, um, oh, that Stevie, Inner Visions joint. If you just want a quick, quick Stevie album, man, hit up that Inner Visions, man. Intervision's got what you want, man. Too high. When you listen to that song, it is hysterical when you listen to that song. Um, I'm going to play a little bit of it. It's just how it starts. And then um, I'm going to go into the song that I wanted to want you to hear. Hold on. Let's go. Stevie couldn't see. He was Stevie's legit blind. Just the way he writes, like, how do you, how do you know? I'm too high, too high, but into the sky. You ever been too high? <laughs> too high, too high, 
three times. She's a girl in a dream. She says, before I come to monster on the movie screen. She takes another puff and says, it's a crazy scene. The red is green. She's a tangerine. What? Stevie, hotter than ever. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm too high, too high, what have you left about? What is that? I feel like I'm about to die. I'm too high, too high, never ever come down. Hold on, here we go, here we go. This is Intervisions. This is in the, in the middle of that Stevie Wonder run you know, where it's just, it's like he was getting lyrics straight from God, man. Where it was like, oof. Ooh, how this motherfucker come in? Music of my mind, talking book, inner visions, fulfilling this first finale, songs in the key of life. wonderful man at the wonderful party there was a um man i saw this you know i'm on the you know i'm on the floor most of the time at that party or at least this time i was this is my first time going to so the wonderful party is all night dj spinner uh shout out to dj spinner he does this party um he does two parties that i used to go to every year faithfully one was a soul slam which was a Michael Jackson versus Prince party. And the other, <clears throat> excuse me, and that is phenomenal. You know, I used to wear, I used to make a glove each year for like, you know, you know, I'm team Shimon. Um, But still, you know, I saw Prince seven times in concert. So, um, so shut up, you Prince fans. You Prince fans are like LeBron fans, man. I swear for Claude, y'all is. Um, and then the wonderful, which all night Stevie Wonder music, right? And they'll play, you know, other versions of Stevie Wonder songs, other other covers that people have done, instrumentals. It's mainly Stevie, but you know they'll do like you know "Can't Help It," um, you know, by Michael Jackson, which Stevie Wonder wrote, or um, you know, Jermaine, the one he did for Jermaine Jackson. Um, 
What is that? Um, oh, shoot. I can't think of it right now. But, you know, he did. Oh, this is another one that Stevie Wonder did for the Jackson 5. And um, it just came out. Apparently... I don't know why it didn't make the album, but it did make the album and they just, it, they, you know, they hit it for, I guess, a long time until recently. And um, it's hard though. Check it out though. Check it out. Check it out. Hold on. Let me make sure I got it up. All right, let's go. There's a chance for everybody. Woo! another one um that he wrote that i didn't know that one until recently <clears throat> excuse me i mean really this is like a song that i've known um here you go check this out stevie wonder man check this out they're gonna give me a freaking commercial watch. dog on it i'm not buying the youtube i'm not it was the song was the sax app hinging on something i want to stop uh, I love the song wasn't on title, so I had to go to YouTube to find it. They're going to give me, hold on. Huh? Come on. Hey. This is the spinners. This is the spinners. Top 10 hit written by yours truly. Not yours truly. Hey. It's a shame the way you mess around with your man. It's a shame the way you mess around with your man. I'm sitting all alone on the telephone, waiting for and, and this is where you, you know this song. Hold on. It's a shame the way you mess around with your man. Yo, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Hold on, we just go into it. It cut me off. It, it only, 
it cut me off. It's only giving me, I didn't look at the time and uh, my bad. So it cut me off. You know, I, it wasn't too far, but um, what I was showing you was where this, where we know that song from. Like if you were of a certain age, check this out. This is uh, Moni Love. My sister, my sister, tell me what the trouble is. I'll try to listen good and give the best of myself. I can give so. What's up with you this time? Your honey took a dive and now he's playing with your mind. Oh no. Hey. Got kids doing the running, man. <laughs> anyway, yo, we went. We we in it. Yo, if you still with me, an hour in. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. You're a G. You're a G for hanging out with me for over an hour. Um, I don't know, man. What else you got? What else is there? What, what, are, we talk, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Um, let's see. What other stories we got out there here? Um... Patrice O'Neill meets a bigger bridge burner than himself. Yo, Patrice O'Neill. Shout out to Patrice O'Neill, the, the guru. May he rest in peace. Ah, oh, man. Let's see. Let's see what else is happening. Pat Bev, Pat Beverly to the Lakers. I don't know. I hope that's a move for something else, man. I, I ain't going to lie to you, man. Maybe I said something last week, but I'm really like, I don't know, disillusioned with my Lakers right now, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. Oh man, I was. Oh, oh, that's what I was gonna say. The wonderful party. Um, did I even get into that? Soul Slam Wonderful Party, DJ Spinner. I saw, I peeped a little situation happening. So there were there was these two women that showed up to the wonderful. And I assumed that they, I assumed that they were together. They were together. And, you know, one of them was like a, you know, um, you know, male presenting. I mean, a stud, can you say stud? Can we say stud? Or is that just something that they can say? Um, but anyway, she was a stud. Yo, remember back in the day, back in the day in the hood, they used to call them like, <laughs> and you didn't think nothing of it then because you heard it so much. But now when you hear it, it's like, oh, they used to say bull daggers. And I don't even know, like, what's a bull dagger? But they used to say that, man. Like, and it, it, it was just as commonplace as, like, they didn't say lesbian. They didn't say, they didn't even say butch. They said bull dagger. <laughs> That's wild. But um, you know, one of them, you know, was the the male presenting, and the other one, my lemon. Let me tell you this. Oh my God, she looked like, oh my God, she had on like a, a what you call like um, she had on like a a sleeveless sweater, but it's, the sweater was kind of short. It was like a was it quite a halter? I guess it's, if it doesn't cover your belly button, it's a it's a halter top. So maybe it was like a 
halter top. You couldn't see much of her stomach. She had some shorts on and like a like a leather like fanny pack situation. Oh yeah, I was all in her mouth. Please, I was all. I'm listen the whole night. I'm trying. So the oh girl, I'll just call her the um. I'll just call her the um. The male presenting one. She, I guess, it felt like she didn't really. It felt like the, damn. It felt like the one I was looking at, only knew the girls that they saw, peripherally through, her girl, right through the male presenting girl. Um, woman. And. So, but she was hugging everybody like, oh, hey, and it felt like she may have introduced, you know, whatever. I think she introduced her girl to one, but for the most part, I think she knew them and she, you know, the, her girl knew them through her, whatever. That's confusing, I know. But there was one of them that, and, and listen, now that I'm thinking, I mean, maybe they was trying to set something up. I don't know. I don't know. It was one of them that the male presenting woman kept hugging. Like I'm talking about over the course of an hour or so. And one time, two times I peeped the girl, the one I was looking at, kind of like glance over there just to see, you know how y'all do, ladies. <laughs> when y'all peep something on the slide right quick, y'all give a little like, it was something that I guarantee they had a conversation about after they left. And, and perhaps this was foul to me, but you know, whatever. I kind of like, like I said, I was all in her mouth and I kind of looked, you know, I'm kind of like looking at where I'm like dancing, half looking, dancing. Yo, when I tell you, she was amazing. And and yeah, she was pretty. And she had like a short haircut, like a, almost like a, not even like Holly, like who, who has this, like, almost like Nia Long on Fresh Prince though. Like where it's really like short, almost like on some Betty Boop type shit. But not with the, you know, the curls or whatever. And I'm looking and I'm like, and I'm at a vantage point and I see her dancing. <laughs> right. So I can't go over there. I'm not going to be disrespectful and go over there because if, if, uh, you know, if old gal felt a certain way, they're like, I lose either way. Right. Plus, you know, I, I'm just not that guy. But I get like a little vantage point and I think oh girl had walked off and I you know we kind of locked eyes and I kind of like pointed my head I'm like that's I'm like that's you? <laughs> and she just kind of like chuckled and then like you know shook her head like nodded her head not shook her head but nodded her head and I was like alright And I took it a little too far. Like, you sure? Like, but not, she's not hearing me talk, but I kind of like did my eyebrows. Like, you, 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 you know, you sure? And she just rolled her eyes. You know what I'm saying? Kept it moving. And just, you know, she laughed with it. But I was like, oh, oh. And listen, man, you gotta, you gotta know, you gotta know your, um, you, you got to know your speed. So she was, 
She probably wasn't my speed, but man, my God, she was bad. And, and you know, and really, it, it's five. The reason I say it was five one because she was with somebody, but you know, whatever. It's just happened before. And two, and that's that heterosexual part where you just assume, <laughs> where you just assume that she, that she, uh, you know, would entertain you even if that wasn't her girl. Like, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I guess that's the arrogant. That's the heterosexual arrogance, if you will. But, whew. Yeah, this was a couple months ago, but, man, I ain't gonna lie to you. She was bad. And, and, and I don't even, like, she was pretty, but she was an amazing dancer. Keep in mind, it's Stevie Wonder music being played, you know. And you may think, you can't dance to Stevie Wonder music. And I say, use a lie. And not even that you use a lie, you just don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Um, man. Well, when Spinner start getting into that, um, uh, yes, I got the honey kisses for your lips. My heart has been waiting for your love. And he keeps starting it over. Do I do? Stop playing, man. Stop playing. DJ Spinner is expert level. So, um, <clears throat> what can I play, man? I, you know. I'm gonna leave y'all alone. I ain't gonna stay. I ain't gonna stay too too long. Man, I heard my baby got engaged. Man, damn. Also, I beat my mom today in um in Wordle. By the way, view as payback for wanting out. Wow, there's a report that says uh, the Jazz viewed sending Donovan Mitchell to the Cavs instead of Knicks as payback for him wanting out. And listen, man, Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge cut, you know, Isaiah Thomas was about to get a, man, he was about to get a payday before his hip hurt. Like he was really about to get a payday. Hurt his hip, played in the playoffs anyway. Danny Ainge was like, eh, eh, get him out of here. I said, man, I said, man, it is a cold game. So I knew Danny Ainge had it in him, you know, but I don't doubt this one bit. I don't, man, I do not doubt this one bit, but, you know, that's what it was. Um, But, yo, that Buttercup joint was crazy, right? I'm going to play that Buttercup joint until I find... Until I find the song, my baby. She got, she got engaged on me. Hey. Hey. Check this out. Check this out. Come on, let's go. Mm. God. She got engaged to Stephen Hill of BT, you know, executive of BT. Y'all know Stephen Hill. Yo, I saw Shantae. I saw Shantae Moore on a few different occasions. Each time I was transfixed, man. She looks perpetually 30 years old. Jeez. Uh. 
play this. I'll play another song. We get on out of here. Hey, hey, hey. You know, love and be What? Yeah, not alone. This was like grown and sexy music in '93, but it was just—it was one of those joints. And Say goodbye now. Man, you know, if you don't know, this was this was Dwayne Wayne's Kadeem Hardison's girl, Boo for years. They was married. Like they were together for a while. And uh take this second verse out though. Ooh. Too bad for you. What'd she say? <laughs> Yo. You can't free yourself from me. And don't bother to. You have to stay here forever. That's some shit. Who wrote this song, man? Honey, I can't feel sorry for you. And um, yeah, man. And then she was married to um um, Kenny Lattimore, and which can somebody let me know? You remember the last dance when Jordan was bragging about, you know, having the album, the Kenny Lattimore album early, which is not a that's not a joke because Kenny Kenny Lattimore was hot back then. Like he was, you know, for you was one of those wedding songs of '98. 97, 98, 99, like that was one of those joints that had the wedding industry, the black wedding industry on a chokehold. Like, yeah, it was a cold song. So, but Jordan was bobbing to to a song before somebody asked him, like, nigga, what Kenny Lattimore song got you bobbing like that? Like, I'm talking about now L1. I can't think of it. And now she's getting married to um you know, Stephen Hill. Damn, Shanti Moore wrote that, huh? And I told y'all before that Shanti Moore is the inspiration for SWV Week. Meaning, you know, uh, Brian Alexander Moore. I tell the story all the time just because I think it's fascinating. Um, he was under, he got a record deal under Jay King of uh, Club Nouveau fame, you know, Club, I mean, Club Nouveau or Timex Social Club, one of those at first. They did the song Lean On Me and and Rumors, look at all these rumors surrounding me, everything, you know, and why you treat me so bad and all that shit. And uh, 
So, you know, he spun off, done his whole thing. He signed Brian, Brian Alexander Morgan. And if you don't know who he is, he wrote and produced all of SWV's first record, but he's the one singing uh, on uh, You're Always On My Mind. That's him. And he wrote he wrote um, Week for Charlie Wilson because he wanted it to be his version of Wednesday Lover. But, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but he the the lyrics like the inspiration. She was dating Jay King at the time, and he would see her, you know, in and out of the studio. And he ended up, you know, writing uh, Week because he was, you know, he was infatuated with her. Nigga, imagine 1993 Shanti Moore just walking into a room, and I flip all this shit over. Man, give me a time machine. I wish I had a time machine. E <laughs> hey, speaking of that song, that part should have been the hook. Like that part that <laughs> I wish I had a time machine. That should have been the hook, man. She should read that, redo that song. That should have been the hook of the song. Because when I finally heard the song after hearing that on like TikTok and Instagram, I was like, oh. Yeah, that should have been the hook. So anyway, SWV week inspired by Shantae Moore. Um, oh, yeah, I'm going to play this song. Then I'm out, man. I think I'm going to just talk myself out on this song, man. This was, man. I mean, this was one of those songs in the same vein of um, like Alone With You by Tevin Campbell, which, oh, man, you see that video of uh, Usher bringing Tevin Campbell up on stage to sing Can We Talk? Oh, man. You know, Can We Talk was it was given, it was written for Usher originally. But Babyface and L.A. Reid, they were splitting up. So L.A. Reid, I think to be petty, kind of gave it to Tevin Campbell. But, I, you know, I don't think... And listen, Usher could sing. Even back then, he could sing. But I don't think Usher back then could have put the stank on it that Tevin Campbell did like that was just yeah can we talk is just one of those man and it's funny how it's become a party joint now because you know people sing along with it you know and um anyway be alone with you in many ways by Usher both produced by I'll be sure by the way but this song is one of those joints that I felt like was wasted I ain't gonna say wasted but these were adult songs man and this is just one of those joints, man. Uh, this is just one of those joints. Check it out. Damn it. Wait a minute. I did it again. Shut up. Shut up. I'm going to have to see what's on. This ain't even. Anyway, check it out. Hey. Uh. Jason Weaver, Love Ambition, WGCI, come on.
I'm thinking of ways to put you in submission and make you my new prey. I don't even know your name, so how can we get together? Don't even know what you have for me. Don't even care, cause I know one thing's for sure, baby. You will like the way I do you, baby. Yeah. Mm. I take my time to love from front to back. Crowds are great on this one. Every time it's my favorite one. I see you. I see you. Oh, God. Listen, this dude sounded 12. So, how can we get together? Don't even know. But I know one thing for sure. We. Shabba dabba tweet tweet tweet. Anyway, man, I'm gonna get on out of here, man. Yo, hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> Call me, baby. I appreciate you rocking with me. Listen, man. I since I hadn't been in here in a while, I was looking at my metrics. And I don't know, I don't know what happened on this Chappelle episode, but y'all was rocking with that one. And I don't understand what makes people tune in to, to you know, I don't know. I don't know. Because some of my episodes are just through the roof and some of them are just, you know, are, you know, average, right? I don't get the numbers that I did before I took the break. But a couple of them I had, a couple of them since I've been back, since this March, have just been, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. But anybody who's listening, I appreciate you. Thanks for rocking with me. Like I said, I'm going to be back periodically. Um, the goal is two, two times a week. You know, if something happens, it'll be, you know, three times a week. I just like talking with y'all, man. Um... You know, I'm trying to get my schedule down pat. You know, come home, come home, work out, write, you know, half hour break, take a walk, write, half hour break. Like, you know what I mean? It's just really, you know, research the business that I'm trying to open. And then, you know, you know, listen, man, to do something you've never done requires, you know, to, to get what you never had <laughs> requires you to do something you've never done, you know? So I hope y'all don't mind, you know what I'm saying, my periodic uh, preaching, you know? Um, but you know me, man. I'm, you know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm in my head a lot. You know, I'm a little uh, introspective. But you know, shit, if you rocking, you rocking, man. Let's get it. 
Uh, happy birthday to Michelle. Dirty 30. <laughs> That's my niece, man. Um, oh, it's Auntie Barb. She had a birthday. Love you, Auntie Barb. And um, yeah, man. I'm just finna stand up and I'm finna step it out. I'm finna step it out like I got a partner, right? Let's go. Take my time to look from front to back. I'm gonna just let this ride out. Um, follow your dreams, y'all. You know, but you can't just follow them. You gotta, you gotta make a plan, right? Because if you don't have a map to get you from here to dreams, then you know you ain't really right. Some people don't have that tool, those tools. But uh, that's what you gotta do. Write it out. Right division, make it plain. Till next time, David Ashley, David Ashley Podcast. Let's go.